And we are back. I am Eric. He is Paul. We are the Fat Packs in this. It's Beckett Radio. What's up, Paul? Sa, dude. Sa, man. How are you doing over there? I'm doing all right, man. You doing well? Yeah, um, man. I'm going to give the people a little insight. You, you've had a rough week. It's been rough. You've had, you've had a rough week. Uh, actually, I had to reschedule some people that were supposed to be on this show this week because I didn't think you were going to be here. Yeah. So, uh, uh, just God bless you, man, for, <laughs> for going uh, for your rough week. I, uh, you're coming out better on the other side for it, hopefully, and... Uh, Thank you for those those guests that we had to rearrange. Uh, they they will all be on the show next week. <laughs> but um, good stuff, man. You uh you you've had a rough one, so I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm glad things are getting a little bit better for you. Hopefully, yeah, man, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. You know, just sometimes like we were talking before, life punches you in the face, and yeah. uh, you forget to duck. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, you just take your lumps and just keep on ticking. You just keep on ticking. All right, man. So uh, let's jump right into the show. Because we got a we got a nice one for you today. We got uh, coming up later. We got Mike James, the creator of Welcome to the Show, a very interesting uh, new take on on cards. It's yeah. a it's a it's a whole new whole new set. Something really really cool. I think you guys are gonna enjoy it. And then after that, we have uh, Mr. Steve Grad, the easiest interview we do every month. Yeah, Dar- yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Darth Grad. Yeah, Darth Grad. Darth Grad. Uh, all that's coming up later, but right now we're going to do new products and pricing, which is kind of bare. It is, but it makes sense. Okay. Football just put out contenders. That's kind of their big product for the year. Tops just released uh, 2017 baseball last week. They're kind of just letting those things get out there and marinate a little bit. Um, the one thing I have um, tomorrow, Friday, is um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Raging Tempest. Raging Tempest. Yes, first series coming out. Eight ultra secret something or other rares. I don't know how they all say those things. Ultra secret rares. Yeah, something crazy rares. Um, 85 a box. Okay. Check it out for all you gamers out there. All right. And that's all I really have right that's now. All, that's all All I the have. new products. Okay. Yep, I opened everything. I mean, uh, <laughs> the, no, that's all we have. We, uh, well, you know what? On the new pricing side of things, it's not much better. It's totally certified basketball. Thank you, Brian, for getting that done. Yes. And then um, to be named later. Yeah, to be named later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's it. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I know that, you know, Brian, we, we were talking before we, we got on the air here, and Brian was in the office hella early. He is, and, and, and to do that, he probably will have tops, a lot of tops finished up, 2017 tops baseball yeah. finished up uh, by tomorrow. So check that out yeah. this weekend. I do also have SP Game Used uh, finished. Now, with that being said, there are some rare, rare, subsets in SP game use that are not priced. Um, so if you if you have some some of those numbered to 15, 8, 12, you know, we don't typically go down that low, but um, if you have some of that information, yeah, get low. <laughs> if you have some of that information, let me know, and uh, I will uh, react accordingly. There you go. Because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get as much of that price as I can, but the set is priced. You can, okay. go, you can go check it out. Uh, Perfect. In your OPG. There you go. You can do that for yourself. Now, next, I want to give a big shout-out to my man Brady Kale. Um, uh. Man, Brady, let me tell you something. I've, I've, I've seen you've been having some rough time. Uh, you know what? F the haters, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> F the haters. Uh, you are you're an amazing young man. You're, I think you're 10, and... Yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> you've done more in your little lifehood, your little your little lifetime than, than for humanity than you know most people do in a week. So that's true. Um, just man, you're doing real good. Stay up, stay positive, and just know that there are more people out there who love you and support you than than the you know than the other. Yeah, so, don't let that one guy ruin. Yeah, your don't day. yeah don't let don't let one person ruin your day. Don't let your you know just one. One bring me down, bring you all the way down. But that's that sucks, dude. Um, there, there's more to life than, than what you know right now at ten, and you are just conquering life. So don't, don't, don't let that crap get you down, buddy. You're doing good. You're doing real good. So oh, sure. Oh, show. Now he's doing really good. Yeah. But we're not doing so good. We're not doing good. Fantasy basketball. Oh, fantasy basketball. We are just getting our arses uh, kicked. And this week we're playing Reheat Six, which is not <laughs> much better. <laughs> yeah, that was an ugly. That was an ugly first round. Uh, yeah, first time so, we played them. Right now he's beating us seven twenty three to six thirty nine. But uh, all right, we, it's respectable. We got, we got a few days left in the week. But let's talk about last week. Um, 
Man, I I just don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the first round, the first pick curse. Is that yeah, what this is? I guess this, I guess that's what it is because I we pick we it was a snake draft and I picked first and then last and then first again. But by the time all the players were off the board and it's just ugh, it's a bad thing. So we got our arses handed to us fourteen twenty four to ten ninety last week. Uh, Santa Rosa's baby chickens. Oh, we Just lost to the baby chickens. <laughs> to the baby chickens. Dang, on it. Uh, putting it on us. Team Nashville got a win over Steve Dalton's Reheat 6, 1402 to, to 1084. Whoa. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a rough week for uh, Reheat. Uh, yeah, it is a rough they week. They need to regroup. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Matt Locke was probably on or something, and he was missing the setting this lineup. <laughs> <Matt Locke. laughs> uh, it's Columbo, man. Uh, Columbo. He watches Columbo. Is, it, is that what it is? Yeah, it Murder, is. she wrote Matt Locke and Columbo. <laughs> Catch that run on yep. TNN. It's all the days of our lives. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway, moving on. Uh, hungry for points, 15-19 over, over Thunder Humper, 1,129 points there. Uh, the fighting tacos just crushed Team Strobel. Andy, I don't even know what you're doing, man. It's 15-87-9-51 there. That's, that's 9-51. That. Uh, the good thing about us, Paul, the good thing for us yeah. is that we're not going to finish in last place. <laughs> no, that is nice. That is nice. Um, Cali KTC one took a butt whipping from the blow no corn belters, Mister Mike Sommer, uh, fifteen ninety nine to thirteen eighty nine, and then boom shakalaka, the winner of the the Kimbe Mutombo card. Kevin, your card is on the way. Uh, got taken down by the Christmas Gremlins, thirteen fifty four to twelve eighteen. Okay. Oh, fantasy basketball did not work out well for the fat packs this year. It did not. It not didn't. so much. I'm really hoping this baseball is a, a, a what we you know a turnaround. Yeah, you know, I, we did we did well in football. We fared well, you know, finished in the top what three, four, something like that. Yeah, and um, hopefully we'll we'll get back on track here come baseball time. Yeah, I hope so, so. too. I hope so too, um, because it it needs to happen. <laughs> it needs to happen. <laughs> It needs to happen. It needs um, to happen, or there might not be any more fat pack fantasy. Yeah, no more fat packs fantasy if this doesn't work out. But the good thing about the fat fat, fat pack baseball fantasy yeah. is that there will be two leagues, your league and my league, and there have just been a ton of people wanting to get in on this already. So, uh, again, I will tell you again, the details are coming. They once, are. once we get closer to the season, we'll, we'll get it all sorted out. Um, the pitchers and catchers aren't there yet. That's yeah. next week, right? Yeah, next week. Next week. So um, once once we get closer to the season, we'll we'll get it sorted out. I don't. When it comes to fantasy, I don't like to be the one to like have a draft. You know, eight weeks before the for the season. Oh, you know? No but way, then, man! Then your draft. Say, I hope this doesn't happen. Say we draft. Say I draft draft Chris Bryant, right? Right. And then in spring training, he tears an ACL and he's done. Yeah, and that's your first round pick. And that's your first round pick. I man, I hope that doesn't happen to Mister Bryant. Yep. I, he's a good kid. He's he's doing real well uh, up there in Chicago. I hope that doesn't happen, but that's the kind of thing would, that would happen to me, right? Right. You know? <laughs> or, or they get cut and traded to a different team, and then yeah. this is not the same fit. Or yeah. they get you know reassigned to the minor leagues, or you know, yeah. so many things can happen. Sure. So, you know, the later the later on, the better. Yes, the later on, the better. So. Uh, speaking of the later on, the better. We're gonna get over to our first interview with Mr. Mike James. But before we do that, I need to mention that intro song. Was brought to you today by me. I picked the song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was uh, Hayes Carl, K Mag Yo Yo. It's from his album K Mag Yo Yo and Other American Stories, uh, released in 2001. Uh, K Mag Yo Yo, kiss my ass, guys. You're on your own. Wow. Uh, the song title is longer than what you actually played in the intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, great song. It was actually, you know what? That, I, mean, I know you don't listen to Hayes Carl, but. Uh, that was one of my favorite albums. It was probably my favorite album in 2011. It was wow. Really, it was really good. I really liked it. He's All got right. a new one out, too, that came out last year. So, uh, guys, go check out Hayes Carl. Uh, really good songwriter. Okay. Really good songwriter. I'll take your word for it. All right, take my word for it. All right, guys. Uh, that's the first segment. Short and sweet this time, this week. Yeah. Uh, short. <laughs> short and sweet, but we got good things coming up. So, yeah. enough of us, and let's more of them. Yeah, more of them. Uh, we're going to... We're going to hop off, take a quick break, and we're going to be coming back with uh, just, uh, first of all, first and foremost, an awesome guy. He's, he's a really cool guy. His name is Mike James. Uh, but secondly, he's his creativity is great, and he's a phenomenal artist. For sure. Phenomenal. I loved what like his, his stuff that he did for Leaf and Super Break and uh, 
The Walking Dead with oh man, he's he's done a lot of cool stuff. So, but this new set he's got is called Welcome to the Show, and um, it's a really new take on some collectibles that. Yeah, you know, you might not, you know, you probably don't even think about. No, so. not, I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not at all. So uh, we're gonna come right back with Mike, guys. Uh, I know, I you know what? Let me let me say this too. I know I got a lot of we got a lot of sports guys that listen to the show, which is great. We love you for being here, and I know that sometimes you guys tap out on on the non sports stuff. I know this because you tell me. Don't tap out here, man. This this guy, uh, he's he really knows what he's doing. I had a, I had a conversation with him yesterday after we got done talking and he's a big uh jeter sp collector so he he hunts those down and chases them so he knows his sports but he's also a great artist so guys don't tap out on this one we'll be right back with mike james i'm anthony Ando, freelance writer in the metroplex and you're listening to beckett radio All right, guys, we're back from that quick break. And uh, joining us on the phone, I want to give this guy a proper introduction because he's he's pretty damn cool. I dig him a lot. Um, he has created his own set of cards called Welcome to the Show featuring sideshow acts from around the globe, I, I would assume. Uh, but he's he's a sketch artist. He's been in other products as well. And I'm going to let him, I'm going to set that all up for him and let him talk to you about it. His name is Mike James. Welcome to the show, Mike. How are you? I'm super. How are you guys? Doing well, man. Doing well, man. Just we're glad you were able to drop by. Yeah, <laughs> happy you were able to drop by. How's the weather up there in uh, in Canada? Is it is it real cold up there? Yeah, it's cold right now. We yeah. don't have as much snow as we had a, a month ago, but yeah, it's still pretty chilly. Oh man, snow. What's snow? Yeah, snow would be nice. It's it's a it's a it's a balmy 75 degrees today here in Texas. So. Uh, don't, don't rub it in. <laughs> oh man! All right, man. So let's let's just jump right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, and how long you've pro- you've been involved with the hobby. Oh, let's see. I've been an artist my whole life, as long as I can remember. I've always been drawing, so that's just ingrained in me. Uh, I'm pretty sure I started collecting when everybody else did in the '80s. Sure, I think nice. it was that Billy. It was a Billy Ripken card. Ah, it yes. got me all the hype, right? Chasing after those. And then everybody was, uh, I remember everybody's chasing Jose Canseco's rookie cards. So, yeah, those were dark days. I mean, days. I've been a, a lifelong collector in that respect and a uh, fine art degree and a graphic design degree. So, it's always been, you know, some sort of creative outlet for me. So, awesome. Very cool. And um, you, you, you yourself were a sideshow, is that correct? Uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, after <laughs> university, my one of my university buddies and I we went and saw a sideshow in Toronto and it was fantastic. And we just started joking about um, doing our own show, but we weren't really going to do any real tricks because we had no training. We were just going to make it more of a comedy show. Okay. And then at some point we started figuring out stuff we actually could do, and then we started the lamest sideshow on earth, which actually was the lamest sideshow on earth. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right? It was. It was very. There was a lot of shtick to it. Like there was. You know, it was always comedic all right and um it went from there i did it for years with him and then eventually i got married had kids disappeared from the sideshow scene but i uh, always been a big fan of it so that's awesome man how cool is that like what a, what yeah, a great way like, to it like doesn't go on the resume but it's kind of, <laughs> it yeah. doesn't go on the resume uh sketch artist sideshow act yeah <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't that's, go. <laughs> that's funny but that is funny so um so you do a lot of sketch work. So what products um, have you done sketch work in? Um, let's see. The very first set that I ever did was for Be a Player. Uh, I think it was back in 2003. They did a, um, uh, an insert set where you could win painted jerseys. Okay. okay. Yeah, it yeah. Called, yeah, it was called Brush with Greatness. So I, I can't remember how many I did. It might have been 24 cards or something. So there was an insert set that came into packs, and then people could submit those for a draw to win painted jerseys of the same art. So that was the very first time my work appeared anywhere. And then I didn't do any more art until uh, years later. I did some ultimate memorabilia sets in the game. Okay. And then eventually right. I started working for them in their graphics department and then doing art on the side. And I've now worked for In the Game and Famous Fabrics, uh, Cryptozoic, Rittenhouse, Leaf Super Break Sports, uh, Sport Kings. 
So there's a, there's a lot there, and there's more in process right now that I can't even announce yet. So it always seems like there's something coming up. Awesome, man! So you got your own you got your own kind of sideshow now, right? Yeah, it's your own deal. Show. Yeah, yeah. Get circus here all the time. There you go. <laughs> now, awesome. You you mentioned working for in the game. Do you per per chance know uh, uh, Stephen LaRoche, our our hobby editor, who used to be at in I the do. game as well? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I remember Stephen. So. Very cool. I was speaking to him this morning. Uh, didn't mention that I was talking to you. Probably should have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, let's let's get into the meat and bones here because we brought you on to talk about this set that you've developed called Welcome to the Show. Tell us where this began. What, where where did this concept come from? And uh, just how did this all start? Oh, I probably started thinking about it early summer. I was trying to figure out something I could do that would be my own set. And it feels like everything's licensed, you know, like if you want to do Star Wars, if you want to do baseball, if you want to do music, there's a license for everything. So it, it makes it really difficult. And then I started trying to come up with something that I didn't have to worry about that part of it from, but it, it had to be something that was part of me. And then it just sort of started coming to me that, you know, this is perfect because it's an untapped market, I think. And I used to work with the great Orbacks and me, we were the ones who did Sideshow together before. He's still doing it with Sweet Pepper Klopek. They're a, a group called the Monsters of Schlock. So I started talking with Orbax about it and going over the set. He was able to put me in touch with a bunch of different performers that I wanted to use. And it just sort of started from there. I started sending out you know, emails to these, to everybody in the set, and everybody was awesome about it. So they're totally game for it. And then it was just a slow process of, because uh, I did all the art myself, I did all the graphics. So I had to start doing them one at a time getting the art done, shipping out the blank autograph cards for them to sign and ship back. And it's going all over the world. So some of them take a long time, you know, when we're shipping back and forth to Australia or Finland, you know, so it was a time consuming process. And I kind of had it set up when, uh, when we started in the summertime, I wanted to have it done, ready to go launch. Uh, we did an Indiegogo campaign as a pre-launch kind of thing in October. And then I wanted to have the cards ready to go in January. So, you know, it was, it was a really cool process, a lot of learning too. That's really great, man. So you, so basically, break the set down for us. What can we actually find in the set? You, I've heard autographs. So did you do like any kind of memorabilia or inserts or what else is in the set? Yeah, there's a it's a 20 card checklist. Okay. So originally I was going to do it in pack format, but my target audience isn't the usual card collector. The target audience, the made audience, are sideshow fans. So for them, it seemed that it was um, a better idea just to sell them as full out sets instead. So that's what I've done now it's been reconfigured so it's a 20 card set and every set comes with one autograph card so there's 20 black bordered base cards there's one black bordered autograph card and then i put other parallels in there as well i made red bordered versions okay of the base and the autographs and those are randomly inserted and then i also made these really cool little one-on-ones that are like half the size so they're like little cigarette cards almost so those are just randomly inserted across the product and then the people who bought through indiegogo are going to get special memorabilia cards from my days back in Sideshow. So there's going to be four different cards. Oh, wow. But there's okay. going to be very few of those floating around. They're just kind of a reward for the people that, that did through Indiegogo who supported at that point. Wow, that's very cool, so, man. You really yeah, thought... And then I made uncut sheets. Like, there's other stuff floating around. There's some uncut sheets I'm, I'm just giving away as promos. Uh, there's a few people that are buying them if you know because it's easier to hang that up on your wall maybe for some people. So there's a few other cool things floating around. Man, that's awesome. That's like a, that's got a little bit of everything, a little it, bit of everything for everyone. Cause yeah. you got the, the chance to get something, you know, so you're kind of opening a pack in a sense when you open the set to see what you're going to get. And there's parallels, inserts, memorabilia. That's awesome. That's really cool. It sounds like a, just like a modern day set. Right. That has a, this whole twist to it that it's a sideshow acts. Um, yeah. And I, I tried to give them an old school feel like the parallels have age looking corners and you know, there's some rough marks on it and stuff. Like I wanted to give it that, 1930s kind of kind of feel to the set you know i think that's why it was important to make sure all the cards were hand drawn as well to give it that old school feeling okay that, that makes total sense yeah that's uh For sure yeah, pr pretty cool uh tell us a little bit about like who's in this who's in this set who are some of the more co colorful characters uh who maybe maybe some of the tougher guys to get who what about those uh the my favorite personally is jim rose because back when i was in college i remember going to see him the Jim Rose Sideshow, and he was the one, I think, who started everything for modern-day Sideshow, I mean, at least as far as I'm concerned. You know, I remember he was touring around with bands and stuff. Like it, was, it was pretty cool. So for me to get him, that was like he's the legend to me. 
Um, Lizard Man, everybody knows Lizard Man. He's always on the front of you know Ripley's, believe it or not, and stuff. Right. He's the uh, he's the guy who's fully tattooed head to toe, like uh, with scales and stuff. So he's awesome. Right. Um, we've got guys from the Circus of Horrors in the UK. So Doc Hayes, Hannibal, and Anastasia. Um, Google them; they're fantastic. They've got such a cool show. Sounds intriguing. And then uh, Orbax and Pepper from Monsters of Schlock are in it. Uh, there's actually a, a Mr. Stinky Pants card. That's who I used to be when I was in the sideshow. <laughs> okay. So I, I thought it was kind of suiting to put myself in there just because, you know, it's it's coming from me. It's it's part of who I am. So he, he got added in as part of the set. Awesome. Very cool. But yeah, there's so many. Like, it, it's everybody's got their own awesome personalities and talent. So it's pretty cool. Especially, like, there's a good write-up on the back for everybody. So you can, you know, learn a little bit about them. And then there's links to all their web pages and stuff on the backs as well. So people can check them out. Well, you know, even people who are Sideshow fans don't always know everybody on the list. Right. They might know a bunch of them, and there might be a few they've never heard of before, and then they can go and check them out. And, you know, and, and everybody, like, their acts are all amazing. So, i got to ask you about one, 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 one group that you didn't mention here. Uh, Bobo's Local Carnival. Loco oh. Carnival. Those guys look Bobo's like... Bobo's Local Carnival. Yeah. They're fantastic. They look they, like uh, something right out of they a They did a little promo movie. video for me on my Facebook page. Okay. And uh, I was I spent the whole time laughing at it because they're they're really funny. Wow. Uh, they're a great group of guys. Uh, got the yeah, autograph from like Mr. Hell there. <laughs> that's really yeah, funny. Mr. Hell and Wolverine. And, yeah. So that's the only card that's got more than one signature on it because all four of them signed the card. So that one's pretty cool to me. That That is really cool. That's uh, that's yeah. You put a lot of work into this, man. And I just want to congratulate you right now off top because that's – Man, you put there's a lot of effort, and there seems to be a, a nice backing behind it as well. So, congratulations for that, man. Oh, thank you. And the support's been awesome. Like everybody who's got the set so far, they're all talking about how how excited they are and how good they look and stuff. And you know, this is the first time for me, so I had no idea what to expect, start to finish. And there's a ton of learning on it and a ton of work, but it's totally worth it. That's awesome, man. So, has this uh, inspired you for maybe a set number two? Oh, I'm already planning on it. So okay. it's a matter of. Uh, fitting it in. I mean, this whole set was done basically in my spare time, if if there is any spare time, because right. I'm always doing work for the companies and stuff, so it's going to be the same process again. We're going to figure out a checklist, and I'll start getting contracts out. I'll start getting artwork done and stuff, and, you know, hopefully my, my plan will be six months or something for the next series, and I'll probably stick to the same format, keep it the uh, same design, 20 cards again, and just keep it going from there. I think the simplicity of that would actually benefit you, because Stuff like this in the past, you've seen, I've seen it, um, where, you know, it starts out basic, and then it just becomes something more elaborate, and then by the time it gets to the end, the end collector, it's so, you know, spread out, you don't know really what you're looking at. Keeping it the same 20-set form with an autograph, you know, inserted in the packs, that's pretty simple, and uh, I think that would be the smart way to go for something like this. Uh Oh, and, and especially considering, like I said, the fan base. I mean, there are definitely collectors who are buying them, which is really cool. But it seems to be mostly sideshow fans who are picking these up. So a lot of the inserts, a lot of the the complicated stuff, it, it just doesn't make sense for this process. So just keep it simple and you know get the cards into their hands, and you know everybody seems to be liking this format. So we're going to stick with it. Yeah, they w- they probably wouldn't even understand. You know, it's probably the first card they've ever bought. They wouldn't understand one that's regular card, one that's out of twenty five, right. one that's out of fifty. They probably none of that probably means a hill of beans to them. They'd rather just have a card, whether it's out of twenty five. Oh yeah, or and I'm sure. And then when they get the bonus, you know, if they open their pack and there's a red one in it or something, it's just something cool that they're like, oh, this one's, you know, this is really neat. Where is it? And you know, it's pretty cool. Now uh, I got to ask you this: Have you been watching the secondary market, and are these popping up on the secondary market? I haven't even looked yet. I um. I've just been selling direct. I don't even know how many will pop up because most of the people buying them seem to be collectors who I, I guess are going to keep the set for themselves. Okay. I mean, I've been selling multiples, and, and the people that are buying multiples, a lot of them are cracking one open, and then they're putting one away. Okay. They, you know, they, they want to keep it sealed. So I have not seen anything come out yet. I threw a, a bunch of factory sets up on eBay, but I haven't told anybody I did it. So, I mean, people are seeing them. I, I guess we'll just have to see once somebody finally starts breaking them open and, and selling them off. Cool. happens on the secondary market i have no idea whether certain guys are going to be worth more or certain ones will be worth less it, it's kind of cool to see how that's going to pan out yeah that's that's definitely going to be interesting you yeah. know especially since you have the autograph factor in there as well you know right um you know at some point in time with with putting a product out like this i mean some point in time these people years from now are going to become you know deceased and, and whatnot and there's going to be some 
probably some hullabaloo about trying to get their stuff. So, and a lot of them probably don't have normal autographed issued stuff anyway. So it's probably a first for a lot of these people. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And I'm hoping as the series progress, you know, if I get into series two and three and four, that people who are started buying then are then going to look back and say, oh, you know, I really want to get the whole set. And that's when I think it's going to get interesting when people try to then track down, you know, series one and two. Of course. I think that'll be kind of cool. Of course. Now, did you so limit we'll the... Did, how it, oh, sorry. Um, no, I was no, just going to ask, did you limit the print run at all on these or... Yeah, I made 1,500 sets. Okay. Okay. That makes and a lot of sense. And then there's extras. Like, I, I had overs. Everybody had to sign extra autograph cards and stuff in case some of them got screwed up. So people can buy, if they wanted to, full autograph sets and stuff. But they're far more limited to okay. what I have available. And I'm giving away, like, if, if I'm doing promos and stuff like that, you know, whatever extra stuff I have on hand, I'm just kind of giving out to people and doing a little contest on my Facebook page and stuff like that, so... Speaking of giving away, you got a you got a February giveaway go, a promo going on right now. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Which one? The um, uh, the one on your Facebook, I believe. The welcome to the show. Right, right now I have an autograph set going on. Anybody who buys uh, one of the full sign sets from me, okay, they'll get uh, entered into a draw to win one of the original pieces of art that was used to make the cards. That's very awesome. That's very yeah. Awesome. So that's I mean I'm I'm gonna try every every few weeks I'm gonna try and do a different promo just to keep things interesting, to give stuff back to the fans. So we did one uh, last, at the end of January, I did one, everybody who bought a set got entered into a draw to win a complete autograph set. You know, just whatever I can do to give back. Certainly, yeah, definitely want to do that. That's great, man. Um, th so what would you say the response has been to this? Let me, just from the initial, hey, this is out there, what, what, what would you think uh, has been, has it been an overall positive response, or do you think it's been a curiosity factor that's brought the, uh, the, the buyers in? Uh, I think everything so far has been positive. I, I, there's definitely people buying who don't really know a lot about Sideshow. Sure. And some of them are doing it because they're supporting a, a fellow artist. Some of them are doing it because they're trading card collectors. You know, and it, it's something really cool. And I'm finding even the people who don't know anything about Sideshow, once they get the set in their hand, they're fascinated by it. You know, it's really cool. I've had people ask me questions like, you know, are these, are these real people or did you create them? Okay. You know, and some of these guys, their personalities are so amazing. They're so incredible that people didn't even know if, if like, this exists. And, you know, if you go and look at the sideshow performers and stuff and you watch YouTube videos and stuff about them, you'll see, like, it's amazing what these guys are doing. So the response has been great. Um, the, the people who've been sharing it around has been fantastic as well. So people, they're buying the sets, they're getting the sets, they're opening them, they're posting pictures, sharing them on their pages. Like, it, it's been overwhelming. So I'm, I'm so grateful that it's been so well received. That's really cool, man. That's I'm I'm just really excited for you. You sent us a couple of sets. They haven't got here yet, but I know as soon as they get here, we're gonna open up one of the sets and get it scanned and completely into our system, so it will be listed, uh, available to see on on the Beckett uh, Beckett homepage, which is gonna be really cool. But uh, just again, man, congratulations. This is really cool, and it's just. It's something to look forward to. I like I like new different aspects in collecting, and this is definitely new. So well done. Yeah, I feel like I'm onto something really neat. So I'm super happy. All right, man. So before we let you get out of here, why don't why don't you give our listeners uh, how how they can get a hold of you, where they can contact you and follow you at, and where they can order this from? Perfect. I don't have a website because this is uh, all new to me, so it'll get there maybe for series two. But for now, everything's um, done through Facebook. I uh, set up a welcome to the show Facebook group. Okay. So people can just go and join it that way. And there's always, like, I'm always adding new stuff. I got videos of the performers in there. I have some of them holding up the cards and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. So people can order through there. Or you can order, I have a, a MikeJames.artist page through Facebook. Okay, so cool. People can find me at either one for now. Very cool. Very cool, man. And thanks for sending us some, too. We can check that out. It's awesome. Yeah. It's going to no, be exciting. No, it's my pleasure. So it's, it's cool. Spread it around. We, we definitely will. We definitely spread the love there. All right, man. Uh, we're going to let you get out of here uh, because we got to get – uh, back to work as well. Um, anything before you go? Is there anything you want to plug? One last uh, shout out to somebody, or just, I mean, you want to say hi to your mom? Whatever you want to do is cool with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I'm pretty good. I'll, I'll say uh, I'll say a big thanks to the great Orbax because he's helped me a ton on this to get in touch with people. So awesome! I owe right. a lot. All right, man. Well, hey, man. Thanks for joining the show. And uh, let's let's do this when series two comes out. Let us know. Let's do this again. All right? Yeah, we'll get it out yeah, there. Yeah, let's and try get and plan for out. six months. All right, we'll try. Cool. Awesome, man. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Awesome. Thanks a million. Take care.
right, guys, we're back from that quick break. And uh, if you can hear that Imperial March in the background, that can mean only one thing. <laughs> Darth Grad is with us. Darth Grad. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm part of hey. the dark side. <laughs> oh, you're not uh, part of the dark no, side. That, uh, you're lumping me in with what Vader and uh, Darth Tarkin Maul. and all Darth Maul and yeah. all those bad guys. Well, Darth Maul are really counties prequel guys. So oh, okay. Can't really put him in there. Here's the thing, yeah. though. I, when 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 you first started this, I said, "Hey, Grad, I want to give you your own intro music." Uh, and I know you're a Star Wars guy. Do you want do you want the Star Wars theme or the, or the Imperial March? And you said, give me the Imperial March because right. everybody thinks I'm an asshole. Right. So well, I was like, <laughs> well, there you go. Okay, we'll stick with it then. <laughs> Winner. Darth Grad in the house. All right, I like it. Cool. <laughs> Man, what have you been up to? You've been on, uh, still just globetrotting, really. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, just traveling because we, you know, right now with the early stages of back at authentication, we have to just go out and get the work. And you know, a lot of times. People just don't want to send stuff for bigger guys. You know, if you have a thousand pieces, not like you want to say, hey, just let me wrap it up and put it in the mail. It's, yeah, no, it's sure. costly and it doesn't make sense. So, you know, we go out and get the work. We've been um, literally, I think we've been all over the place. It's hard to keep track. You know, he, you know, Houston was a couple weeks ago. Uh, then I was out in uh, New York, New Jersey. Um, this week was Phoenix, Dallas. Next week, Chicago, Wisconsin. Week after, Seattle, Buffalo. And then it goes into like New Jersey, Philadelphia, I end on like March 2nd, and, and uh, I think I want to say Lancaster, PA, and then I fly back home. So it's just Holy been smokes. nonstop. And then March gets crazy because we have, uh, you know, it starts with the show season, start, right. you know, pretty much in March where we start with shows again. So we're staying really busy. Um, I'm really happy from uh, my perspective with the Beckett authentication. Stuff's making its way out there. If you guys look on eBay or if anybody goes on eBay and looks under BAS or Beckett Authentication, the stuff's really starting to make its way into the marketplace. And, you know, our goal is to get as much of it out there as we can and work as hard. And obviously, you mentioned the travel, and that's why we're out there. You know, we go and see someone like um, uh, Kyle Bell, uh, Bell Sports Marketing, um, Press Pass Collectibles on eBay, and Jeff Wolf, who's Iconic Auctions. Mm -hmm. But Kyle Bell will do, you know, these guys do quantities of stuff. You know, they do stuff from signings. Um, uh, Scott Malem at Mill Creek, who we're going to start going to see, uh, uh, I think, the 20th and 21st of February. Mill Creek same, Sports? Yeah, Mill yeah. Creek. Okay. Yeah. I know those guys, actually. So same thing is where they'll just pump heavy volumes out and start getting our name out there more and more. And I think everybody has to be accustomed to it, and I think people are. But I have to be honest, it's a built-in name recognition, you know. Right. And, oh, yeah, and there's sure. people that, that exist outside of our little world we live in here, our little hobby world. They know Beckett because they know the magazine or they've heard the name. So it makes a big difference because you already have the established name. So it's been it, that helps a lot. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Going, going into a market that, you know, we were kind of already in, but going in, having that that name behind it has to help. I mean, it's tremendous. Amount, tremendous yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Tremendous amount you know, and, and I'll tell you another thing that really helps is working for the auction houses. Sure. And it, it's great for us to see the material. Mm -hmm. And then in turn. Uh, they put our name out there. So right. uh, Robert Edward Auctions, we were at last week out in New Jersey. Uh, they've got some great stuff coming up, and I've put some stuff on the Beckett, uh, the Beckett Instagram and our Beckett page. Uh, Iconic Auctions, which is Jeff Wolf, that's in Arizona. Um, where else? Uh, we're going to be doing some stuff for R&R &R Auctions, uh, which is mostly non-sports, but they still run some sports stuff. And and then uh, Golden Auctions, sure. um, who just get some crazy prices for stuff, you know. Uh, we did a, uh, and this is where I was really happy with things. Their auction that just, they had an auction that just ended. They had a Ronald Reagan signed oath of office. Right. That he had done for someone. And oh. I mean, the most I've seen for a Reagan kind of signed letter type that's mm -hmm. in that ballpark is about 22, 23 grand. This thing sold for 34,000. Yeah, 34,000. Yeah. So I was, I was floored. That that's was good. That was going to be my next question. I wanted to get into that. Uh, there were some other unique pieces there as well. The, the Reagan uh, jumped off the page and there was, there was, a, was it a, Ball player, a sports, a baseball player, maybe. Uh the Tupac stuff. The two—that's not yeah. a ball player at all. Not a ball player. But well, a, no. player. <laughs> a player. <laughs> a player. A uh, player. It was the Tupac <laughs> stuff. That's what it was. That that caught a premium as well. Yeah, that the the Tupac stuff. I want to say one letter went for thirty-four thousand. Another one Man. went for about twenty-four, twenty-five. That stuff, it still goes for a lot. I think some of it, you know, Golden got Golden Auctions got a hundred thousand for one. Wow. And it had good content. These other ones had good content, but not kind of that level. Um, his, it's funny, you know, once one comes out, and obviously he wrote letters because he was in jails before the Internet really came along. He was it's writing true. letters. Sure. Um, he had a lot of followers and women he wanted to keep in touch with, so he would write letters. And uh, these women kept them. 
where people kept them, and they're starting right, to come yeah. out now. So nice. Yeah, once yeah. you see that first hundred thousand dollar price tag, you're all about trying Someone's to like, uh, cash in on that. Wait a minute, is well. this piece of paper I have sitting in a drawer worth a hundred thousand dollars? Right. It gone, you know. Yeah, get it out right. of the house. And that girl's like, I didn't like that guy anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll talk about Tupac. Is uh, say would Biggie be like the same thing? Would it? I mean, if a letter of his came out with yeah. good content, at least that hundred thousand range. He's so tough. Yeah, oh yeah. And we've, uh, you know, I've seen five, maybe six that are real ever. I mean, he's just that hard. Really? Wow. Yeah. And Tupac is also hard, but at least he signed. So there's stuff out there. I've seen three by fives, cuts. The letters, obviously, but um, Biggie stuff is like, whoa, super scarce. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go find one. There you go. You <laughs> know, which brings up, which does bring, which does bring up something is that um, I know people all the time that uh, let's use Felicity Jones, who's in the new Star Wars film. Okay, um, and she plays Jyn Erso. <clears throat> Her autograph, realistically, in a photo, should be the three hundred range, four hundred range, right around there. That's what she's been selling for, and then people buy her for forty nine dollars. And they're convinced it's real. But what, what I'm getting to is if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Probably if you're is. on eBay yeah. looking at Tupac autographs or Tupac, you find a, a photo and you see it for $125, you could take a look at it, but overall you should just walk away. But people buy that stuff thinking it's real because uh, they think they're getting a great deal. They right. just don't get it. So, what, Okay, brings me to my next question. When you, when, when you sit down in front of a piece, and what is the first thing you're looking for as far as authenticity goes? Is this really signed by whoever? I mean, pick, a, pick a guy. Well, I, it, let's just say Mickey Mantle. Okay. Uh, it's got to look the part. You know? sure. I mean, obviously, that's the first thing. I mean, there's a lot of bad forgeries. Stuff came out of California, the, you know, the Operation Bullpen forgeries. Uh, stuff is still coming out, mm-hmm. and it's been coming out for years. And I, I really contest that there's probably more fake Mantle, bad Mantle autographs, than real autographs, because obviously he hasn't signed anything in 22 years. Right, it's been a long, yeah, Clearly, very yeah. Long time. so <laughs> I, I think the thing with like you know I sit down and look at Mantle, it's got to have certain indicators or calling signs, as a, as I call it, for me to okay it. You know, but they're usually I'll tell you the truth, it's usually like Real quicker quick. than I could snap here. I'll my eyes go right, boom, boom, boom. Dimaggio, Ted Williams, the same thing. My eyes will pinpoint a certain. Thing that they do, a certain tendency that those guys would all have in common for each of their signatures, and I'm able to just go to them, say good, you know, bad, move on. Okay. You hmm. know, that's kind of, and that's how I look at a lot of autographs. Now, some stuff takes time too, though, you know? I mean, yeah. I, I'll sit down and go through exemplars on a guy for, for hours at a time just because I want to be sure. And, you know, I had a Honus Wagner on Saturday. I was in San Diego, and the guy had submitted a Honus Wagner. It was printed. And I had looked back and was able to find enough of his writing also to determine that it just wasn't him doing it. Mm-hmm. It was dated. It wasn't dated how he would write it. So it's just very interesting. I'm able to go back and check stuff, look it up if I have to. Um, and then a lot of times, guys, uh, common sense always plays a big part in it, too. Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. That makes sense. Yeah. If you got a 1997 Honus Wagner card signed by Honus Wagner, it might be a problem. Might <laughs> be a problem. <laughs> Maybe 1897, yeah. you take a closer look. Yeah. Right. So I think he was still uh, probably a kid back then. I, yeah. think, I don't know when he was born, but yeah. That's crazy. Well, that's why there's such a market for the, the older baseballs, because they obviously have to look the part. You can't, you know, for a lot of these guys that yeah, are deceased you, and whatnot. Exactly. Because so, you know, you I've seen some balls just sell for outrageous amount of money, just a, just a baseball. Just the blank ball yeah, itself. Just the blank yeah, ball, yeah, because you can't, if, you know, you're a forger. Right. you got to get the right materials yeah, to do it on. Exactly. You can't be forging on a new photo or... Uh, you know, we were filming uh, a Pawn Stars, actually. Okay. And the guy brings in a photo that was completely reproduced. You know, um, it was just, oh, I was like, okay. A lot of people do that, too. And that, I, I'll tell you the truth, I'm not perfect. I've been fooled. Sure. If you buy online, and boy, the scan looks fine on eBay, right? Or Amazon oh, or whatever you're buying. I'm like, oh, it looks good. I'll, I'll, I'll take, a, take a gander at it. You get it in the mail, it's printed. Ah. So uh-huh. it does happen. And sometimes you can't tell. Uh, sometimes you really can tell by a scan if it's done poorly. It looks, it's got like a bleeding out to it. It just doesn't look right. But if you have a really super high resolution color copy of an autograph and you see it online, Alec Guinness is a great example. I buy a lot of Alec Guinness Star Wars. Once in a while, I bought one that just was printed. Sent it right back to him. Wow. It happens. <laughs> what happens What happens on eBay when you say, when you send something back and go, yeah, I'm Steve Grad. This doesn't work. <laughs> it hasn't really come up, but it's weird. A few people have said, "Hey, aren't you the guy that's on Pawn Stars? Why are you buying this from me?" Ah, 
and I'll get like a weird email or like something. They'll come back, you know, after I buy it. Mm -hmm. But I have friends like uh, I'm friends with Brad Meltzer, who's been on History Channel and does a ton of shows. Bald headed guy. He does the uh, missing history type shows. Sure. And he's collects autographs and stuff. But he buys stuff and he pays for it. But he does it all under someone else's name. Ah, And I'll tell you the truth. If there's a a high profile piece I see that I want to buy. I might ask a friend of mine to buy it because I just don't want someone to know I own it. Of course, I, yeah, I'd like to keep some amin- you know, anonymity. Am- I can't even say the word, <laughs> but I I like to, uh, especially if it's a high profile like Star Wars piece or something everybody's after. Sometimes I'll say to a friend of mine outside of the that genre of the hobby, Star Wars, say, "Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you grab this for me? Here's what I want to pay for. Just take care of it, and I'll pay him." Just because I don't want everybody to know I've got some things. It's just, of course, and especially in the Star Wars collecting universe where I'm really big and I'm very uh, popular with a lot of people. Um, and, and maybe you guys have seen this. You know, we'll be on our. Uh, I have a Facebook group that I'm an admin, uh, and we collect Star Wars autographs. And a lot of times, someone will be like, "Hey, I just saw this on eBay, and it's a great piece," but I've already seen it like three days prior. Sure. So I'll just say to someone, hey, do me a favor. Just grab this for me. I don't want people to think I'm, you know, you know, outbidding them. Or do I, it, it always causes animosity. Right. You know, so right. I just try and stay out of that. And then maybe later I'll post it and I'll be like, oh, you got that. Ah. So I just don't want people. Sometimes I don't want people to know, you know, I, lo- I love to bid on stuff. I love picking up stuff for my collection. It's getting harder, though, to tell you the truth, because the prices are going up. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much have everything Star Wars I could want. I okay. want to see your collection one day. Yeah. <laughs> that would be no, amazing. No, no problem. I still, well, I still, I still need more. But you, you know. still need more. Oh, yeah. We well, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, I still need probably about fifty or hundred Mark Hamels, and you know, but um, you know, yeah, on cards mostly. You know, I like right. the cards. Right? Mark is going to be here uh, at the Fan Expo. Yeah, he is in Dallas. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Um, oh. I was thinking about heading down there, and Burt Ward and uh, Adam West. Yeah, uh, oh. not Star Wars, Batman, but it's supposed to be their last time signing in Dallas. Okay. So they I'm, are doing it. They're doing basically. They're doing like a farewell type thing. Okay. They're going to be in Hollywood. Matter of fact, just to you know update if anybody is going to be out there, you know, in the Hollywood area, April twenty eighth, we have the Hollywood show, which is at the Westin LAX Airport. It's right off Century in um, uh, La Cienega or the four hundred five. But we'll be there for three days. But Ward and West will be there as well. Oh, very cool. And they've done that show. Um, you know, two, three, four times at least. I can remember when Adam West would just do it alone. Burt Ward is a weird cat. If you've ever met him, <laughs> never he met him. Really, <laughs> not like there's a like upstairs. Like it's not. It's missing about four of the six packs, and it's just <laughs> not. It, there's there's something off about him, and he's just a really weird guy. Um, and Adam West isn't normal, but you know he's eccentric. Sure, and he's a pretty funny guy. I I. Okay. Uh, I had the chance to sit in a room with them for about two hours and watch them sign stuff last year. And they kind of play off each other a little bit. West is West keeps saying, how many more are there? Oh, I don't know if I could do this. And then he just, you know, he kicks out another 300. He's like, how many more are there? <laughs> but, you know, they're professionals at that. Like they were, they're acting too, but um, they're strange guys. So. Really? And yeah. Mark Hamill, if you get a chance, and, and here's, a, here's the thing that I just get bummed out about Mark Hamill is that generally speaking, he's a pretty nice guy. Okay. He's really, uh, he likes his fan interaction. But, man, you don't see it by his autograph price because his price just keeps going up and up. And as an indicator, um, April of 2015, I think, is that right? Or it was the last Star Wars Celebration in America, which was, I think, in 15. He was he was in Anaheim. Okay. It was $125, okay? It's, it's a lot to pay, but I bit the bullet and paid for, like, 25 Painful. Okay. Man. All right. I'm going to go hang myself. Um, <laughs> now, at this Dallas show, you're mm-hmm. talking about the, yeah. the sci fi show, he's going to be 200 plus. Ooh. Posters will be 300. Wow. So he's Man. really, but his wife is in charge of so much of that autograph with him. Sure. You know, she's involved on the business end and she keeps jacking it up. And usually, and, I, and you guys probably know this, people in that genre, it, people have trouble saying, oh, my God, there's prices keep going up. I remember when Peter Mayhew was $5, and he's $50. And I remember when Jeremy Bullock was $5. I do, too. I paid him that. But now they keep going up and up as the demand. As they get older, they, they just want to keep cashing in. In Mark Hamill's case, he could do that show in Dallas if he's there. Let's say he's there for two days even. You know he's going to pocket at least 100 to 150 grand. Sure. You know. Amazing. Sure. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. With, with Hamill specifically – would there be a price difference for a 
a Luke autograph versus a Joker autograph? Or, or is it just... Uh, I mean, yeah, I, well, I mean, truthfully, Mark Hamill 8x10 signed from Star Wars should be worth about 80 bucks. Truthfully. Okay. Um, they're not because he's out... You know, really, you could still find him on, on eBay for pretty cheap if you really look and you know what you're looking for. The Joker stuff carries decent value, mm-hmm. $60, $70, maybe $80. But because of his inflated signing price, obviously, they sure. just keep going up. So right. it's... You know, is he a two hundred dollar autograph? No, maybe on a certain item he is, but come on, man, is he a, is he two hundred dollars on an eight by ten? Absolutely not. Yeah, I, yeah, it's painful enough because I think I look at all the cards I still need, and I have hundreds upon hundreds of signed cards from him. I probably have three hundred fifty, four hundred, and I still need him on another fifty, sixty cards because mm. I work on all the sets right, like right. a moron. <laughs> like a moron. Yeah. <laughs> no, like a true fan. Like a true. <laughs> like a true moron. Just <laughs> say it. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Get All it out. Right. All right. You're a moron. Get it out of your system. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Didn't it feel good? That, I do. I do feel pretty good. Yeah. I do uh, feel pretty good. <laughs> Man, I know you got a big pile of stuff uh, to get back to over there, but before you do, I want to ask you about a show coming up here in Dallas here at the Beckett headquarters in the end of May. And I, I heard rumor that you're going to be here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be here for yeah, it. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Doing uh, on-site and uh, maybe taking pictures and kissing babies. Uh, and if stuff. anybody wants to, sure. <laughs> yeah. They're more than welcome to. I, But we're doing it, I think it's May 20th. Is it 20th or 28th? It's one or the other. It's the 20th. Okay, 20th. So it's a Saturday. I just put it in my calendar. Okay, so, May yeah. 20th. Yeah, so that you could add that to our show schedule. We'll be Actually, I think it's going to be really cool because they asked me about it. You know, we talked about this for, you know, a month ago or so, and I'm like, yeah, that'd be a good idea. I, anything to get people in the doors and submit stuff and, you know, let's do it. That's why, and, you know, again, I go back to the show thing. That's why we're out there on the road, and next, next week uh, we do a public appearance next Wednesday, the 15th, at uh, Bergie's in Highland Park in okay. Illinois. Right, right. Um, the 20th and 21st, we're at Mill Creek. Sure. Uh, I want to say, God, I'm, this is, sounds really bad. I can't remember the place where we're at. If I look at it on my phone, I think it's uh, uh, it's a it's a card store up in Buffalo that we're doing. I just can't think of the okay. name of it. And uh, we're doing an appearance there on February 25th, I believe. It's a Saturday. All right. And I'm just looking on our page here to see if I have our appearance schedule. Um, uh, unfor- it's called Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded That's in Buffalo. That's it. And okay. it's in Buffalo. Um, but... Uh, we're excited about doing that. You know, I mean, that's our first time out there. Sure. Um, and then we head to New York after that and see a bunch of clients. And, you know, it's it's a very busy schedule. So yeah. um, I'm trying to stay on top of it and uh, build up my frequent flyer miles, which I'm a million-mile flyer with United already. So, you know. There you go. Keep chugging, right? Yeah, why keep not? Chugging. Right. Why not? Yeah. Good stuff. Well, cool. So if you're out there and if you can hear this podcast and uh, you're in the Dallas area, come by and uh, – and check us out. Yeah, man. see, Steve, we're going to be here. Yeah, we'll yeah. be here. Oh, uh, then I might not come. Oh, okay. Steve. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> Cancel not, that. Although <laughs> I'm not, I'm not bringing my babies. Check though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. I'm not bringing my babies. No. Um. <laughs> so basically, what this is is it's a it's a full blown card show here, at Becky. We're going to have dealer tables. Yep. Uh, we're going to have uh, on site slabbing, RCR. Steve's going to be in the house with uh, authentications. Is, is Brian going to be here? Uh, you know, I never know with Brian anymore. Okay. So All right. Brian's just kind of. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I don't cool. know how right. Brian works. He's not his keeper. <laughs> not his keeper. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, so basically, guys, we want you guys to come and check us out uh, May 20th and uh, just have some fun with us. Uh, Beckett Radio, Beckett Authenticated Services, and BGS doing the thing here. And there's a lot of room here at Beckett. Why we haven't had a card show before here is beyond me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they make room enough for us to work here. Yeah. So there's plenty of room here to... Uh, it's like a construction zone. It is. It <laughs> is. Wearing orange. Uh, yeah, man. All right, so guys, do that. Uh, Steve, thanks for coming on the show this sure. week. Uh, thanks for making yourself available. We'll and we'll, we'll do it again. You know, um, I'd say the best time is uh, whenever you guys really could fit it in. I'll find time on the phone, and okay. I'm sure I'll be back in the offices at some point. In, sure. You know, March or April or, you sure. know, but okay. uh, definitely enjoy it. And I'm going to keep collecting no matter what my wife says. There you yeah, go. You just keep there doing that. And uh, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell my wife that I'm going to keep collecting because Steve said it was cool. There you go. <laughs> you know what Darth, Darth Grad said? It <laughs> was okay. Just text me. <laughs> yeah. probably easier to I don't want to get in any fights with your wife or say something I don't mean. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> again. <laughs> again. 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 Yeah. Again. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for joining right. us, buddy. See you guys. Be good. See you. Bye. Hi, this is Matt Salmon, host of the Wax Ecstatic Podcast. You are listening to Beckett Radio. And, hey, make sure you've got fat packs for everybody. You know, the the first thing you notice coming out of a Steve Grad interview is that you're smarter. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. He, he drops so much knowledge on you just about – he just – 
like we say it every time he's on, but he's been around in the hobby for such a long time. He's just got a, a, a lot of knowledge. Uh, what you guys don't hear, what you guys don't hear that happens off the air, I really wish, I wish that there was a microphone running or something like that because he can talk Star Wars like nobody's like business. Like nobody's business. Yeah. And he can talk, I mean, you know, we, we obviously have a list of questions or something that we're going to ask, but the stuff that, that happens off the air with just like he's dropping this like this you got to look for this you got to do this you got I'm just like wow he could have his own like yeah. TV show yeah he really could he could really have his own TV show but he came from radio so you know he knows what's up he he knows what's up uh, and as we mentioned towards the end of the interview uh, if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area hell if you're in the like the Oklahoma City area and you want to drive down or uh, Louisiana New Mexico if you got nothing to do on the 20th <laughs> of May um, it's not a Tuesday yeah it's not a Tuesday. <laughs> Come on over to Beckett. We're having a uh, an open house card show. We're gonna have dealer tables set up. We're gonna have um, all kinds of stuff going on. BAS, BGS. Uh, you and I are gonna be here. We are. Um, get a chance to meet Steve. Say hello. Shake his hand. Take a picture. We'll do whatever you want to do there. Um, you know. We, and if you want to see us, yeah. If you want to see us, yeah. We'll, we'll do that too. You know? Yeah, we do that too. We yeah. just don't do the. We don't kiss babies. We though. don't. Nah, we don't kiss baby. I try. Here's, I try to kiss my baby. Yeah. Doesn't like him. Doesn't like it? I got whiskers. Ah, yeah, and I he, understand that. Every time I, I give him a little kiss, he, he makes this little face like, just, it's, uh, where's mama? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't like daddy's kisses, but, uh, that's okay. I love you, Lucas. I love you too, Eli. So, um, yeah, man, Steve Grad, he's going to be in the house, uh, May 20th. Just come on out, check him out, check us out. Uh, dealers, if you want, if you can hear me and you want to, you want to be a part of that, uh, Go ahead and email Derek at dficken, D-F-I-C-K-E-N, at, at Beckett.com. Yep, yep. And uh, Derek will help you out, get you all set up there. It's going to be a – I think it's going to be a pretty cool thing. So Yeah. It, sh- it should be fun. Why, why Beckett hasn't had, you know, something like that, or, or, you know, a card show in the past? Yeah, man, we got so much room, man. Yeah, we should. We, we, we got really so do. much room. You can look at cards and play air hockey all at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know that. I don't, you know, to be honest, I don't know that we haven't done this in the past, but we haven't done this since I've been here. Yeah, it's been a while. So we've, we've done anything. Um, yeah, it's definitely a cool situation. Um, you know, come come down to the mothership and check it out and see what's uh, see what's going on. Um, yeah, all that's going on. Good stuff, man. All that's going on. Good stuff. And uh, I guess now we got to talk about the uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess we got to do that. Yeah, um, uh, I will be doing the mime. You will be. I will be doing the mime. Uh, it's not going to be immediately. I need to find some face paint, and that's a that's a tall order. Yeah, I, I can't just go down to the Sherman Williams and be like, "Hey, we <laughs> <laughs> just stick my head in the bucket right <laughs> <Yeah>. here." <laughs> Come out looking like Casper. So uh, you get to look forward to Eric Norton doing a fat mime from the Beckett Radio Studios. Nice. Uh, Hope you guys enjoy that. But let's talk about the game, man. Um, I, I didn't get the score right, but I did get the team right. You got the team right. I you did. got the team right. Um, wow. It was a hell of a game for the first. Well, I guess it was a good game all the way around. It was a good game all the uh, way around. I mean, I was going to say the first half for me. Yeah, that was great. But yeah, um, Mr. Mr. Premature Tweeter. Just uh, <laughs> I did that to try to get reaction. Nothing. Nothing. You guys got to react with me. Um <laughs> Man, just I, it's it's the dumbest conversation anybody has. Who's the greatest quarterback ever? The answer is clearly Tom Brady. Clearly, <laughs> it's clearly Tom Brady. Yep. I, there's no. I mean, I think if you asked Joe Montana that, he would probably tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I would think so. The numbers bear it out. He is just so freaking good. He's so good. I heard somebody on the radio. Uh, the day after, so he's my f- he's he's the best athlete on the field. No, he's not. He's not an athlete. He's not athletic. Right. You know, but he's a freaking good quarterback. He's very cerebral. <laughs> yeah, he's very. He will just pick. He's like you know what he's like to make a wrestling reference. Oh, he's like the Undertaker. Ah, he will pick you apart piece by piece, and then next thing you know, you look up and you've lost. And you've lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It is so freaking crazy about. Just the way Tom Brady, his career has been. It was that Super Bowl number five. Super Bowl number five. So the most in NFL history. Yep. Um, what was that? Seven of the last eleven. Is that am I am I right there? Seven of the last eleven AFC Championship games. I believe so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know 
that that stat. I think I, I think I'm right. I might be off, but that, that sounds close. And if it's not, you know what? You'll get it next year. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, put it in perspective. He's been in the league since 2000. Sure. So that's 16, 17 years, whatever. However, yeah. it works out, and he's been in seven Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty incredible. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> uh, now, uh, I guess it's got to be asked because it, there's the huge controversy. Was James White's knee down? Does it matter? It does at this point. They would have scored. Well, it doesn't matter at this point. But they would they would have scored the next play. Yeah, if, you know, it would have been a Brady one yard sneak. Sure, let's be honest. That's yeah, their, that's their go to play, and right. that's exactly what they would have run if they would have marked James White down. At that point, he let it be over. Sure, it, it was over anyway. Yeah, it was, it was over. over at the coin toss. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, when when the, when, the, when the Patriots got that coin toss to to start overtime, it was you could just tell. So if you want to talk about deflation. Look at the yeah. Falcons. The Falcons sideline was pretty deflated. I so, felt so and Brady did that without any controversy. I felt so <laughs> bad for Arthur Blank. Uh, oh, dude's on the field. On the field, and he's on standing next to his wife. I, I'm, I assume that's his wife. Yeah, yeah. And she—he was just like he was so happy and jovial down down in the third quarter, start of the third quarter, and he's ready. And then why why Fox kept shooting the camera over to him? Is beyond me because once this once the the comeback started, it he, he just talk about getting deflated. He was just <laughs> man. You should have gone set back down. <laughs> yeah. At that uh, point, what do you do? You're already down on the field. You can't go back to the booth because then you look like an idiot. Right. 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 <laughs> but no, no, it's a tough tough call. I felt horrible for him. It's absolutely horrible. That guy just the second time he's been in the Super Bowl and just got shellacked. Yeah. So tough stuff, man. Oh well, you know. uh it is what it is. Um, that that Falcons defense just fell completely apart. Completely apart. the The play calling for Atlanta in the second half was just bad. Yeah, you know the off, the offense was just it was awful. It was not the the Atlanta offense that had been all year, and uh, it was made some bad choices. Yeah, made bad choices. And now, now Kyle Shanahan runs off to San Francisco. Yep. And then they immediately he hide. couldn't run out of there fast, not fast enough. enough. After <laughs> He said, forget selling the house, honey. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> we'll just leave it. <laughs> and then they immediately hire uh, Steve Sarkeesian yeah. from Alabama, who just took over from Lane Kiffin right. at Alabama uh, as an offensive coordinator. Now, what does that say about the people you you have inside of your organization that you know nobody just gets the bump up? They hire from outside the organization. So here comes a whole new offensive system that Matt Ryan's going to have to learn. Yeah. I don't and, and you know, you hear it all the time, and I, I totally believe it's true. It's learning one offensive playbook to the next is like learning French, you know. or you Pretty know, much, yeah. you got a whole a whole new language you got to learn. Yeah. So. Uh, Y2 banana means something different on every squad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. It's a, it was a hell of a game. It was absolutely a hell of a game. I didn't want to talk about the Super Bowl the next day just because – I didn't want to hear all the rhetoric. Right. So it's uh, not you. It's not me. But <laughs> I knew I was going to do it here today. And man, it was, it was, I, I guess it was the best Super Bowl I've ever watched. <laughs> oh, by far. You know? By far. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it was good stuff, man. It really was. So it, it really that's was. awesome. Kudos to them. Uh, their, their parade was kind of crazy in the 30 degree weather and they're yeah. out there dancing and, and going crazy. So yeah. it was good to see them have a good time. You know, typically there's some build up or lead up to the parade and then there's like, they won it on Sunday, and they're like, hey, let's, it's Tuesday. Let's have a parade. <laughs> so uh, everybody's talking about the defensive coordinator shirt that he was wearing that had Roger Goodell on it yeah. with a clown nose. Yeah. Uh, absolutely hilarious. And speaking of Roger Goodell, how about that? That, that, warm, that warm welcome. That warm <laughs> welcome he had. Is he, uh, honestly, is he the most hated man in sports? He's got to be close. I mean. He's got to be close. I mean, Jeez. you think people hate Brady? I think they hate Goodell more than they hate yeah. Brady and yeah. Belichick. So, uh, it was nice that he went over a- afterwards and just kind of gave him a handshake and, and said congratulations to Brady on the on the side. Um, but yeah, that was just awkward, man. When you get up there, the commissioner of football, the the Grand Pooba gets up there and everybody's booing the the Dickens out of him. So he was just, and he was he was. He was visually upset. You know, you, yeah. you could see that he was pissed off. Well, it, and I got to think about, I, you know, I was thinking about this while I was watching that whole thing go down. I thought, you know what? They shouldn't be booing him. They almost should be thanking him. And here, here, here's, my, here's my take on that. Okay, go ahead. All right. How old is Brady? 39. 38, 39. 
Goodell gave him four games off at the beginning of the season ah. so he could play fantastic <laughs> at the end of the season. Look Think about that. that for a second. That's a good point. Think that's about that good, for a second. That's, that's so a he just point. He just gave him some time to rest. I see. And, and not be weary come uh, come February. So, I see. So they should boo him. They should uh, cheer him, not boo him. Yeah. Okay. So, I, yeah. I'll follow you. You follow me there? I'll follow what you're saying. Yep. Um, yeah, he, he just got the just the dickens boot out of him. I don't know, I don't know what else to say about that. I don't like him either. I, mean, I think he's he's got his hands in too many pots and how he's still employed by the by the owners of the NFL is beyond me. Yeah, it's just kind of like it's that that known thing. You already know what you got, so you just kind of just stick with it and whatever. You know, you know. I want I want to bring up Paul Tagliabue here. Okay. He so the the Hall of Fame voting was that Saturday, right? And oh, right, he, right, right. He did not get in. He did not. Um, which is beyond me. I he is the only commissioner during his tenure that didn't have a lockout. Yeah. Dur- so during so during that time, the NHL had a lockout, the MLB had a lockout, uh, NBA had a lockout. It's all that all happened. The NFL never had a lockout under under Tagliabue. So um, I think that they. That the the writers there snubbed him, and that's some that's some BS. It is, <laughs> it is, it BS. is, and uh, you know, good old To. Yeah, To yeah. didn't get it. Didn't get it. But he was on the on the bowling the bowling pre show <laughs> on ESPN. <laughs> I don't. I, I was in a restaurant and I saw him bowling. I'm like, why is To bowling? Oh, geez, some kind of bowling. Super Bowl thing. I don't He's know. on strike, maybe. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> too right. much. All right, too much. Too much. Now. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about Charles Oakley getting thrown out of Madison Square Garden last talk night. Talk about an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just don't understand, man. It's Charles. I mean, okay, so let's let's look at the if situation. If it was Charles Barkley, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that happened. But see, <laughs> Charles Oakley, you could say the same thing. He's also a very volatile guy. Um, but the thing is, is he was in New York. He, he he pretty much owns that town, right? I right. mean, I yeah. mean he, is part of, he was part of that great Knicks team. Yep. Um, so... And he was one of the Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason, and Patrick Ewing. You know those guys could do no wrong. They couldn't win a title, but, <laughs> <laughs> they could, but uh, you know, then John Starks was on that team. Uh, just it was oh, Mark Jackson too. It was it was all over. Right. So um, you know, Oakley's a just a, he's a he's a legend there, and he's a, he's a, a legend, NBA legend in his own right. You know, right. And he's known for being volatile. He's he's not the guy that you want to tempt. Uh, he says that he was just sitting down in his seat and uh, not comment. I don't know who he would have been commenting to. Maybe Dylan, because Dylan wasn't sitting far from him, the owner of the Knicks. And uh, I guess Dylan took some offense to some things that he was saying, which he said that he didn't say. It's all it's all hearsay. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> but um, long story short, he ended up he ends up getting arrest, handcuffed, and escorted outside of the arena. That Knicks organization is a freaking mess. It is a it's a hot mess. It is a Phil Jackson, and his, I mean when Phil Jackson was coaching, mm-hmm. he was probably the he probably the greatest coach ever yep. in the NBA, right? Yep. I mean you can't. I don't. I, I don't think there was anybody out there that would argue that too much. Maybe Popovich. I I can see where Popovich. That's would true. Yeah. Like, but okay. But, so top top few. Yeah. For sure. So um, now he just, he doesn't address the media or anything like that. He just. He just cryptically tweets out stuff, and and it, he's like he's like Donald Trump, but he runs a basketball team. He just <laughs> he just gets he gets on a high horse and tweets it out instead of instead of addressing the situation. How does that happen? How does Derrick Rose go missing, and you don't know where he is, and no one says anything about it, but a legend, a, a legit NBA, New York Knicks legend. Shows up to a basketball game and you kick him out of the arena. <laughs> you get arrested. How does that happen? I don't know, man. Man, Dylan has just ran that team into the ground. Uh, Phil Jackson's not helping it. No. And that you know the the thing is is there's there's players there are legit good players on that team. You know, Melo doesn't play defense. Not that he ever had. But I was gonna say, but, yeah, when did that start? But he's, a, you know, he he's a great scorer. Oh yeah. Kristaps, I think if he, if he develops correctly, he'll be a he he'll be a good real good player. And you know Derrick Rose, despite despite the, the knee surgeries, right? He's still he's still pretty solid. And Joakim Noah's on on his way. He's on a decline. He's on on the in the back end of his career, but he's still a, a formidable. Oh yeah, you know presence. You just need somebody like that on your team anyway. Yeah, exactly. You need that scrappy guy. That, that team is just so horribly ran, and 
whatever happened, I'm be interested to see what happened with with Charles Oakley. What what was actually said? Because knowing, not that I know Charles Oakley, but knowing what I know about him, it was probably something to the extent of, uh, you know, you suck and this is why. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he probably thought he could probably do better. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably could. He probably could. <laughs> oh, all right, man. That's a loaded show. That is, man. It's uh, it's that time of the week where we uh, we, we wind down and we get, we get ready for next week. Yes. We get ready for next week. Break Your Culture is going to be on with us next week. Sweet. Got that all set up. And uh, thank, I want to thank them personally for uh, just making allowing us to be able to push them back a week Uh with very the schedule cool, very cool. thanks thanks guys for doing that and then uh also excited to announce well not well it should be he's gonna be a regular guest but um mr david wright long fly ball is gonna be with us next week nice excited to see to to learn about the set that he's gonna bring forward i don't know what it is he hasn't told me yet i know i got some ideas man i need to need you, to get at him with yeah what you, I got. you need to talk to him i uh, need to get at him yep. i specifically I, I i got a hold of him first and i said hey man um you're supposed to be on this week but can we push you back to next week? I don't know if Paul's going to be here, and you guys played off. You played well off of each other. I don't. I don't want to mess up that chemistry. Uh, can we push you to next week? He's like, yeah, no, sure, no problem. So, That's cool. Uh, good. And whatever it is, the the ninety one tops episode that we had just last month has probably been one of our most downloaded episodes since you and I have taken over. Sweet. So. Uh, yeah, man, he, he brought it. So he did. Looking forward to him bringing it again. Uh, one last request, guys. Please go to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. That would be very, very helpful for us. For us, uh, it would help us do a lot of things, like get to Las Vegas for the industry summit. Vegas. So, um, if you guys can do that for us, go hit them up. Let them know you love us, and uh, we will hopefully get to Vegas and be a part of the summit for you guys, where we will have a. If we are there, if we are there, it's we, going to be on. We will have a daily podcast for you. Uh, with reviews and things like that so uh, go do that now paul yes you have any any last thoughts no nah, man i'm just looking forward to uh to pitchers and catchers now pitchers and catchers uh okay i'm looking forward to it cool. yeah i feel like something's going on this weekend is anything going on this weekend uh, i'm gonna try to get some rest no nope. family coming into town yeah. next weekend yeah my dad coming two weeks after that so yeah i need some, need some, rest. some little r&r action all right you get some rest while he's resting, you guys check out this podcast and then be back with us next week. Until next week, just keep listening. Cue the drink.